Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So, are we ready to do this? I was thinking that you should talk about your latest TV show obsession <laughs> on Netflix because we didn't do any books for Mermaid. Last year we did that <laughs> siren book for Mermaid. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this year we didn't end up doing any episodes for Mermaid, but we have been watching a show that's about mermaids. So I am more than happy to talk about this show. So it's a show on Netflix and there's only five episodes, but it's called Mer People. And what it does is follow the lives of people that want to become professional mermaids and do that for a living and the obsession and how big the industry is. I ended up following several of them on Instagram. I freaking loved this show. It was, these are my people. These are my people. Anything you can do to deny reality and make your life more interesting and fun, this is it. And the costumes were beautiful. And you have to have a lot of strength to do this. I wouldn't be able to do it. What did you think? You finished watching all four? I finished watching all of the episodes. I didn't realize it was so short. So when the last episode ended, I didn't realize that was the last episode. Oh, I know how sad, huh? Yeah, but that's okay. I couldn't get over how good they were at holding their breath, actually. I was like, how the fuck are they staying underwater for so long? Yeah, they have to be... Well, even swimming with a tail on, they have to be in really good physical shape. I mean, that's what I mean. Mm -hmm. I I couldn't do it. I can barely hold my breath long enough when I'm washing my face in the shower. You know, (laughs) right? (laughs) My lungs are burning from trying to hold air while I rinse my soap off my face. I'm like, dear God, I'm going to (laughs) die. Yeah, those older women that had to swim through the tunnel that was, what, Holy 50 shit. feet? That would There's no way. Now. Yes, that alone, I'd be a dead body in the tube. Yeah, terrifying. So it's my new obsession now. I absolutely love it. Did your daughter watch it with you? Did anybody watch with you? My youngest watched a little bit of it, and she was like, this is really <laughs> weird. She wasn't into it at all. <laughs> well, she's crazy. She is more the scientific one. I just thought it was amazing and I loved all the people that were in the show and I highly recommend to people check it out. Yeah, if you have Netflix, it's a good way to see some It's what's really interesting cuz they talk about all the history of how people dressing up as mermaids kind of mm-hmm. came about. So they, it wasn't just about the people now, there was a lot of throughout the decades sort of thing. It was very interesting. Would you have lost, would you be willing to go on that cruise? As one of the people, one of the contestants? No, as just going to go. I would, 
I would love it. Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah, I would have gone to watch them, but I there's mm-hmm. no way I could have been a contestant. Like I could never do what they do. No, I mean I could totally rock a crown and some mermaid fins on my head and sit on the deck and watch them. But mm-hmm. I love them. Like I said, they are my people. Yeah, it and was they're cool. so into it. They're so into it. Yeah. So um I have to stop start watching things that are not about uh murder mysteries or because that's all every app that i have on my tv that's all they feed me oh well because is, that's what, so then that's what they suggest yes but that's saying a lot it's like i need to look at more positive things because i'm like oh my god i need to take a break from the murder and mayhem well that's what the books are for oh okay there you go all right then i'll watch them this afternoon <laughs> Problem solved. Love it. You have a balance. See, I'm helping you. You are helping me. Of course you are. So I couldn't wait to talk to you about this book. Well, let's just dive right in then. Okay, today's book is set. Gods of the Duat, book number one, a paranormal Egyptian gods romance by Alyssa Thorne. And this is actually book number eight in her Gods Universe series, but it's book one in this kind of Egyptian spinoff. And if anybody's been listening to us for a long time since the beginning, uh, you will kind of recognize this because we did a book in this series last season Asterian. So this mm-hmm. is part of that same bigger world of hers. And I don't know about you, but I ended up reading all the other books in the Greek mythology series. I think I read like three or four in that series. I didn't finish the last two or three, I think. I I know I didn't read all of them, but I did read quite a few. Yeah, and I, I will say before we even get into this, they mention a lot of gods and the history of Egyptian gods, and I'm not going to be able to pronounce 90% of these names. So no, take it all. away, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the only thing I wanted to mention real fast before I start talking about the book is kind of a trigger warning for anybody who might actually read the book. None of my notes talk about this, but it's discussed in the book but there's a lot of mentions in the story about a parent passing away because of cancer Mm, so if anybody's thinking of reading this book and that's a problem for them i would say skip this book because it does come up quite a bit but like i said none of my notes in my recap talk about it may have mentioned that she passed but i didn't i don't think i mentioned how okay so this book is set that's the male main character's name. So Set is working in Cairo for a man named Cater. And Cater lives in a prison because he's decided that that's the safest place for him to be. I learned a lot in this book. And they describe Set. It says that Set had been war on the wind and burning lust between the sheets. He had been worshipped, revered, feared. And I thought, Mm -hmm. well, this this guy's going to be interesting. Stay tuned for more. By interesting, I think you mean hot. <laughs> and he yes. was. 
Yes, he was. Okay, so, all right. So now we're in this Cairo prison. Yeah, so now we're present day. So yeah, uh, it's a Cairo prison where Cater is staying and Set is visiting him because it turns out that Cater has a daughter that nobody knew about. And her name is Ayla. And mm-hmm. Cater is telling Set that she needs to be found and basically saved from his rival drug boss, a man named Musa Omar. I think that Cater is the only one that knows the secret of set not everybody knows you know he's the god of war or whatever and he works for cater and is very shocked to find out that he had a daughter yes so cater knows his secret and like i said this is a related to the greek books earlier in this god's universe series so in this series the greek gods are all out in the open and people know about them but Mm -hmm. these egyptian gods are still in hiding or they don't want their identities revealed right and set asks him does she know who you are and his response is of course not i'm a bastard and apparently he was really in love with her mother whose name was amara and he says i love them so i walked away from them to keep them hidden and her mother died So I like that the chapter ends with Set thinking, Set would get in and get out before they knew he was there. As for the doctor, how much trouble could she be? (laughs) Yeah, I had to laugh at that. Yes. Oh, and we also want to mention another guy that works for this bad guy. His name is... Abbasi. Yeah, I he's think so. one of a boss. Yeah, one of their yeah, he's an uh he's a spy for Catter or Cater. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's trying to get information. But yeah, how much trouble could she possibly be? Well, she could be a lot of trouble. <laughs> but worth it. <laughs> So the next chapter opens in her point of view. Uh, Her name is Ayla, like we said before. She's a doctor working for an organization called Panacea. It's uh, Mm -hmm. described as being similar to Doctors Without Borders. She ends up getting kidnapped from her location. And then she ends up getting tied to a chair by these bad guys and threatened with violence until she tells them where her father is. But she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. My dad died a long time ago. All I have is a picture of him like in this locket I wear. I don't know why you're asking me about my dad and but they don't believe her. They're looking for his the cocaine stash because they know okay. he's in yeah they know he's in prison. And her mother told her growing up that her father had died in a car accident so she has no clue you know what they're talking about when she shows the bad guy her necklace he tells her he goes this is not your father and you know it and she's like oh, yeah, they totally lying. don't believe her yeah they don't believe her this book immediately this book starts your heart racing because mm-hmm. they're horrible. They're like, you got an hour. If you don't tell us the answers we want, we're going to get creative. And you're so pretty. We would hate to ruin that face of yours. And I was like, oh God. So, but of course she's rescued by set. And I want to read this quote from when he, when she sees him for the first time. <laughs> Go ahead. So she, she's tied to this chair and he's like standing in the doorway or something. And he says, gentlemen, you have really fucked up tonight. The stranger <laughs> was tall and powerfully built with a neatly clipped beard and long hair tied back. Dressed in black and heavily armed, his golden gaze rested on Ayla and the world went silent. Power radiated from him and Ayla suddenly knew that he was the true predator the others were only playing. 
Mm-hmm. And he sees the bruise on her face, and he says to the the five guys that are there, "Do you idiots know who I am?" And one of them does. You're Zet Hakam. One of the guys answers, and they're like, "But we thought you were a myth." <laughs> He's like. He's all good, so you know what I'm going to do to you. Uh, yeah, and he kills them. <laughs> this guy is death on steroids, man. I loved it. He, he tells her, doesn't he tell her to close your eyes? And then she finally looks and there's carnage everywhere. He's like basically torn them to shreds. He's a lot about the kill first, ask questions later sort of resolve I love situations. Him. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, come on, we have to go before other people show up. And she's like, who the fuck are you? And he's all, isn't it obvious? I'm your knight in shining armor. Yeah, that was cute. <laughs> yeah, it was very cute. So, of course, he's instantly drawn to her. Mm-hmm. And this is what he thinks when he sees her. A photo hadn't done Ayla Nilos justice. Even dirty and sweaty with one cheek bruising, she was fascinating. The image hadn't <laughs> captured the intensity of her big hazel eyes that felt like she had physically grabbed his guts and pulled hard. Set hadn't mm. been sucker punched by destiny in a long time, but he knew it when he felt it. He had been a god of protection before a god of war, and this woman with the death sentence hanging over her head and full, utterly fuckable lips was about to become his number one priority. She just didn't know it. For fuck's sake, not now, not her. (laughs) (laughs) I highlighted that too. (laughs) Oh God, poor guy. He's just like, oh God. Yep. (laughs) Yes. Yep. Uh, So he picks her up and carries her over the dead bodies because he doesn't want her to see what's happening. Yeah, and he takes her to an apartment so that she can clean off. And then he tells her about her father. He shows her like a room where she can shower and clean off. And while she's doing that, he cooks for her, which I love. He's always cooking for her in this book. (laughs) Yep. She's done. She goes back in the kitchen and she sees that he has some injuries that are bleeding. She, of course, is a doctor. So she goes to tend to his injuries and he says he doesn't need it and that he heals quickly. But she, of course, does it anyways. (laughs) And then the next morning at that apartment, they're attacked. Well, wait, wait, I have to read this because I loved this cut this sentence in the book he's thinking to himself and he's like you have no right to think of the boss's daughter that way especially a soft healer who cries he could hope she was the kind of person who responded to threats to her life by fucking the nearest man senseless but he got the <laughs> debt <laughs> uh, a man can dream yeah, that's right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, so like I said, next morning they get attacked. They manage to get out of the apartment and out onto the city street, but Ayla ends up getting kidnapped when she tries to hide under a vehicle. Oh, so that and, was terrible. Yeah, that was scary. I don't remember when this highlight was, but I wanted to read this part. He had the power to follow that tug on his soul. Oh, he's thinking about her. I think he's watching her sleep, and he's thinking about her and like, what is it about her? that Mm -hmm. calls him so he thinks he had the power to follow that tug on his soul and to see precisely what shay the god of fate and destiny was trying to tell him set hadn't used his god powers in centuries 
it was easier to pretend to be human without them, and he didn't want to try and use them now. It would distract him too much, and something something he didn't need. What is it about you that disturbs my caw so much? Mm-hmm. She's trying to hide under that vehicle. She ends up getting kidnapped. He freaks the fuck out, of course, and goes off to rescue yeah. her. This is what happens to him when she gets kidnapped. It says... Hot power like molten gold rushed through him, tearing away any semblance of humanity. Set the monster roared, and no one in Ashwan was safe. <laughs> yeah, she's kidnapped by cops mm -hmm. because oh, yeah, they because want the money. On yeah, and so, he feels like there's some kind of leak in their organization because how were they found? How did these people know? Yeah, nobody should know. He's only talking to Cater and that other guy. So he's like, how do people know that we were here at this safe house apartment place? He's like, yeah, oh, they must have told right. somebody. So, okay, when he does rescue her, his eyes are blazing and his skin is glowing glowing mm -hmm. and this was this was funny when he rescues her it was very like marvel action yeah mm -hmm. um action movie superhero-esque it says set ripped the back passenger door off ayla was too frightened to move hands gripping the sides of the broken chair set was glowing with shimmering golden light eyes blazing and vicious doctor i'm sorry to keep you waiting are you hurt <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, what the fuck are you? Oh, no, she's really like, what the hell is going on? Yes. At the end of the chapter, when she realizes he's a god, she has starts to have a panic attack. She thinks, <laughs> I love how her brain works. Mm -hmm. It says, panic attack had her now, even though Ayla knew gods existed. Hades and his court frequented the news often enough that they were just like other celebrities. She had never thought to meet such a being. Oh, God, he saw my underwear, she thought randomly and started laughing. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a stress response, she blabbered. But she couldn't stop set. I'm sorry. Oh, fuck, the set, your. She didn't get to finish as he took her face in his hands and kissed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, he wastes no time. And then he goes, mm -hmm. now that you're calmed down, I need you to get your ass moving. Oh, that's ah. so funny. And it says that when he kissed her... He kissed centuries of self-control goodbye. Mm, hot. Hot, that's right. So they have to leave the city, but they do so on a boat. And they're going to travel on the Nile River to go to Cairo. And they're going to basically pretend to be tourists on this boat that he takes from somebody and while they're traveling he spends that time telling her about how he's a god and of course she knows about the gods because the of the greek gods that are out in the open <laughs> he says those attention-seeking greeks are children compared to me <laughs> and she says, they live openly with what they are why don't you and he says because i don't want to be harassed yeah, and their conversation or banter between the two of them is pretty good. You know, he accuses her of being distracted because of his kiss, and she goes, you're not my type. And he goes, you know, in Upper Egypt, my name used to be invoked for love spells and carved into charms. And she's like, your point being, I'm everyone's type. <laughs> They it is very funny when they have conversations and they have a lot of dialogue between them, mm -hmm. which I also really liked because moments like this, they spend the time to actually talk to one another and get to know each other. So 
There's a lot yes. of dialogue in the book, which is great. And she asks about these markings. These, she calls them fancy tattoos. And he tells her all the gods had them as a mark of their divinity. It's representative of the power we have over life and death. And it's also the key to entering the lands of the Duat, which is yes, their afterlife. Yeah, it's like their version of the Hades underworld, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this, I have to read this sentence in this chapter because okay. she's asking, she's like, I know you know what I'm going to read, but she's like, do what really exists? And she's, he's like, yes, but the stories they tell now they're all wrong. She's like, so you didn't seduce Horace and eat a salad covered in his semen. Oh. He's like, yeah. He's like, have you tasted semen recently? It's not exactly <laughs> something you would mistake for salad dressing and keep eating. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it is so hilarious. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so he gets a call. He sees he has missed a call from that the spy that they have. A yes. bossy. Yeah, this guy's like, is, is she pretty? Do you need some backup? And he's like, no, I've, I've got her. And he's like, you can't protect her if you're dead. Tell us where you are. He's very pushy. Yeah, so Abbasi doesn't know that he's a god. So he's like, where are you? I'll send backup. You're just one person. Like, I know you're a myth, a legend, all these things. But, like, you're just one person. Let me send people to help you. Like, every time he talks to this guy, that's what he's asking him. My next note is when they stop in edfu mm -hmm. they stop in this town for supplies and while they're there they go to a temple they're basically pretending to be tourists and while they're there they get attacked and this is when he's really like convinced 100 percent that there's a mole in the camp yes like i said he's only talking to a bossy and cater the part that i liked from this section is when <laughs> they're playing at being tourists so they buy some clothes right so she's mm -hmm. wearing some like ridiculous tourist outfit. She had gotten him like a matching one. He's like, there's no way I'm wearing that. That's so tacky. And so he takes one that from the front looks like a normal t-shirt. So he puts it on and then it says, Ayla tried not to giggle when he turned around and the back of his shirt shone with the big, I love Egypt slogan in gold. <laughs> she wondered how long it would take him to find it. <laughs> They're very interesting together. I guess I'll say that. So then after they're in that place, they go to his home in Nakeda. Um, he basically has a whole village there of people that he protects and his home base. And so because he used to be the god of protection before he was the god of war. Mm -hmm. Now Ayla gets to see this side of him. She says, you know, it's not a crime to do nice things for people. Set folded his arms stubbornly. I'm a god of war, Ayla. I'm not nice to anyone. And she just says, mm. uh-huh, whatever you say. Yeah. yeah it's like, oh, oh she knows gosh. you better than that already. Yeah, and it's the first time he's ever taken anybody to his home because he's, he has it protected with wards and it's a very secret place. Yeah, so they spend a lot of time. They have good talks, flirty banter, and their connection while they're there. The only thing I have highlighted from this chapter is when they're talking about her grief and her mom. And she says, mm -hmm. instead of grieving for her, all I could be was angry. Oh, basically her mom passed away and didn't tell her that she was so close to passing away. So she's mad that she didn't get to go home and see her one more time. So this is why she's saying this instead of grieving for her, all I could be was angry. I still am. 
I haven't been home to Alexandria since I buried her because I'm afraid I'll get there and just start screaming. And he says, maybe you need to. Nothing wrong with a good scream occasionally. Grief is like love. It is different for everyone. There used to be rituals in place to help not only the dead, but the living. Grieving was given its proper respect. Now everyone seems to think you should start getting over it as soon as they are buried. It's not how it works. It's okay for you to be angry. It's very true. I literally had someone say to me, shouldn't you be over this by now? (sighs) How fucking rude. Yeah. Like, apparently not. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) yeah. I'm sorry I'm not moving along according to your plan. Okay, so chapter 12 is when they have sex. And literally the whole chapter is them having sex. Mm Mm-hmm. That's my note on that chapter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a good chapter. Mm -hmm. And then their relationship progresses from here. So this was interesting because very early on in the story, or maybe we were at about halfway here. It's in chapter 14. Now Set goes off and he kills Musa and all of his minions because he wants to keep Ayla safe. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and he says in here when he gets to this his fortress that's got all these guards, it's he says none of his careful preparations are going to save him. And yeah. his god magic wakes up and he sets it loose. It was cool. So when he's done doing all that, he comes back to his house village thing and he is covered in blood. He's kind of got like that God takeover thing happening mm-hmm. and um, they end up taking a shower together and then they have like a really hot shower scene. Yeah. And she's actually able to pull him back from what he describes as the chaos of being the God of war. So he's a little out of it and she's not afraid of him at all, but he looks mm-hmm. dangerous as hell. Yeah. And when they're done, he's, says stay with me he whispered almost pleading and she didn't know if he was talking about that night or forever it didn't matter ayla's hands tightened on his shoulders i'm not going anywhere yeah Uh, once again she she wakes up he's cooking for her and she's all you keep doing this i'm never moving out i wouldn't move out either (laughs) yeah no just feed me that's all i want yes okay the only highlight or yeah the only highlight i had from chapter 15 was when he kisses her palm. Yes. <laughs> I did that too. I'm like, see, I'm going to point that out now for till the end of time. Forever, yes. Then they have more banter and more sex. Um, the next time they have sex is actually outside. I love this banter they had because she says, oh no, he says, excuse me, what is woman's work, may I ask? And she responds, Mm. earning money in a career of her choosing, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then he nips at her neck. I see. And cooking for you is the new career you've chosen for me, is it? And she says, it's on the list, along with giving me orgasms and doing the laundry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wish I could interview somebody like that. (laughs) You want to apply for this position, you must meet the following. Yeah, that it was really funny. We find out in this chapter about his ex-wife, and I cannot say her name, or you know that he used to have be in love with somebody else. 
I don't even have any notes. I totally forgot about the ex-wife. Oh, okay. All right. But I'm, I mean, it does it does kind of matter like later on when he talks to one of yeah. the other Egyptian gods. But when mm-hmm. I was doing my notes, I totally forgot to mention her. I was so focused on all their sex scenes. Oh, sure. <laughs> yes. Hey, priorities. Yeah. And she was also a god. She was a goddess and immortal and she got tired. He tells her, he's explaining that. Some of them get tired of being around for all of time and they want to be basically put down, right? Yes, they kind of go insane with all that time and nothing going on. I mean, there's only so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, just think like TV, Netflix didn't come around until decades ago. So be alive for thousands of years have to be really boring. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it would be, yes. Yeah. All right, so where are we? Okay, so my notes from chapter 17 to chapter 20 is just them falling in love, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the only highlight I had from any of that was from chapter 18 when she says to him, I do belong to you. There was a long, tense moment when her heart stopped beating. Then Set leaned over her, his dark hair curtaining around them. You do, and I'm glad you know it, Malakati, he whispered, Hmm. my queen. Love it. And, okay, but then, of course, at this point in time, things are going too well because uh, we don't do that in these books. So Ayla has to get kidnapped again. (laughs) Yes. Poor girl. His declaration when he finds out that she got kidnapped is so hot. He says, I did find a purpose again. And they came into my house, hurt my people, and stole my queen. I'll kill all of them for this. He snarled, his voice changing to the timber of a vengeful god. Yeah. Like it's on now. Then it's really ramping up towards the end here. Chapter 21 was super sweet at the beginning. Uh, When he does find her, she is at the prison where dad is being kept. And it turns out that the bad guy is a bossy. So kind of the final showdown in the book is happening at where it all started. When he shows up, she says, May I introduce the god of war? Ayla caught the burning eyes of the god in front of the cell bars and the keeper of my heart. Mm. And he responds, Ayla, my queen. And she says, you took your time, beloved. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's super sweet. He comes to rescue her, but Abasi is a complete fucking bastard. Yes. And he ends up shooting her, which I'm pretty sure I literally screamed when this happened in the book. Wait, he, he actually, he, oh yeah, he shoots her in the throat. And yeah, because he tells him, you're not going to win this fight. And he goes, you know what? You're absolutely right. And he he shoots her in the throat. And it says, Seth's world stopped as blood burst from Isla's throat. And she slumped to the dirty concrete. The god of war roared in a primordial fury causing magic to shoot out of him, and Abasi exploded in a rain of red against the cell wall. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. I'm like, no, he shot her. Yeah, and this was right outside Cater's cell. So her father, this is the first time he's met her, and then he's just witnessing her die. Oh, Mm -hmm. my gosh. Yeah. Fucking terrible. And then 
Oh my God. Sother pulls no fucking punches in this book because Set looks at Cater <laughs> and basically is like, I need you to guard our bodies. I'll be back. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And right. It's oh. like, take, take these weapons and guard our bodies and don't let anybody do anything to us. Then he picks up the gun, holds it to his temple and he kills himself so he can be. Yeah. <gasps> yes. Okay, so now we're in chapter 23, and both main characters are literally dead. Yes! <laughs> I'm freaking the fuck out. <laughs> yes! Oh my gosh. It's, okay, it's crazy. So, Set is traveling to the Duat to find Ayla, and he's going to ask Osiris for her life to be restored. But Osiris has beef with him, connected to his old wife. Like, mm -hmm. you kind of mentioned her before. While he's in the Duat, he has to travel through all of these different, like, kind of like different levels of hell to try to find Osiris. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, while he's doing that, he talks to somebody named, I'm going to call him Toth, but that's not yeah. how you pronounce his name, I'm sure. Because mm -hmm. um, his name is T-H-O-T-H. -T so it's probably mm -hmm. Thoth, but I just think of it as Toth. Toth. I'm saying it wrong. I just know it. Anyways, yes. his interactions with Toth are a good setup for book two, which is Toth's book. They travel together through the Duat and they are able to find Osiris. Osiris basically says he will only help him if he's able to locate Anubis within a one year time period because Anubis has to help control the Duat and Anubis has been missing for thousands of years. Yeah, so this land of the dead is out of balance because Anubis is, has not been there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of falling he, apart. Well, first he tells um, Set, I want a soul for a soul. And Set just says, oh, fine, you take me. You can have me. And I, I was know. like, she's like, what? What are you doing? Yeah, she's not into that. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, that's so when they make the, the deal that he to you need to find Anubis and whatever that other guy is, his name. Yes. He, he's the one that brings up the idea that he can set can trade off because he's such a great tracker. He can look for Anubis, set things to himself. I didn't even know Anubis was missing. He stayed away from the Duat for so long because of his beef with Osiris. Mm -hmm. It says, you will find my son and restore him to his place in one year or I will have the Apep rip apart your bitch yeah because he says, if he doesn't do this in a year he's basically going to kill both of them again <laughs> yes and he says i will i swear it he will be returned to you and then osiris says shut up and get out of my sight this is like i said they we get some setup for toth and his book it says had been about to trap a rogue ifrit that had been terrorizing people in the bahig village when he had been sucked into the duat it was the third demon hunt that month and he just knew this missing spell book was the cause if i ever get my hands on that thief i swear to the ogdod that all toss's internal rant was cut off as a scarab bit him and he knew mm -hmm. without looking it was set 
Oh yeah, because so Toth has to is like a god of magic. So he has to take their souls that are now being housed in scarab beetles and mm-hmm. return them to their bodies. But as he's doing that, we learn more about him and how he's been uh, thwarted by this thief that stole one of his books. But um, he is successful and so they're alive and now they're basically bound together and they're searching now for Anubis. So that's kind of the storyline that's going to carry on throughout the series but their portion of the series is wrapped up in this book um the epilogue was interesting because the epilogue is basically from the point of view of a woman who's an archaeologist and anubis who's in his jackal form yes and she's a digger on this looking for objects and this dog would appear while she walked at night and come sit with her she was i think the only one that saw it and she's like what she's talking to the dog she's pet she wants to pet the dog but she's you know being careful and she says why do you hang around here and then yeah that's when it says that he's trapped inside the jackal The god Mm -hmm. Anubis sat with the woman looking up at the stars and could only agree. Yeah, because he's sitting outside this pyramid and she says, my house of the dead, how I love you. Yeah. And that's when he comes up to her and I was like, oh my God, they're going to be good together. (laughs) Yeah, they are. Yeah. So so that's, that's the book. That's how it ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so what'd you think so, i liked it i mean i usually like her book so it's not really surprising that i like her books i'd probably give this like four wet panties i liked them together i liked the setup for the next book and then you're also kind of interested in anubis who is book three in the series i have you read all already i read the second book i read toss oh, book <laughs> i i've started it last night It's kind of cool because his book has to do with that thief that he mentions in this book. And then Mm -hmm. you get, you know, then it carries on the whole Anubis thing Mm -hmm. from this book. So the series does a good job of like carrying the main issue or the, the goal of freeing Anubis throughout. I thought this was good. I'm sure at some point I'll read Anubis, but once I finish Toth, I got distracted by something else so yeah i'm sure there's a lot happening out there in the book world yeah i agree with you 100 percent. i loved this book i really love the way she writes you know it's everything it's humor it's interesting i learn things when i read and it's like she conveys information without boring you to death like you're trapped in a history lesson in school yeah i'm excited and i'm wondering if she is going to at some point probably she'll do the roman gods oh i didn't even think of that but yeah that's like so many options Mm -hmm. yeah so i started reading the second book like i said because i really like her and i would also give it four wet panties highly recommend it and her she's a really good writer yeah i've read a lot of her books i've read a lot in this god's universe series and then i've read i think every book she's written in the fey universe yeah i have written all i have read all of those books that's like nine books so yeah see i need to read those yeah it's always good like each book is a different main couple but then the side characters overlap and so you're getting all the things you want you're getting new main characters but still seeing the people you know and love and always good banter always good friends always good family like all the things and we want all the things damn it oh yeah (laughs) I I want a lot in my books. 
Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. So I also am finished last night the book seven of the KF Breen series, Magical Midlife Alliance. Okay. So that was good and it was interesting. So I was happy about that. I like the way it ended. I kind of have a feeling like I know who the next book is going to be about. So yeah, so I've been doing that, but I've been busy. I went to the museum, I think I told you, and I saw the Giorgio Keith exhibit. I knew you were going, but I didn't talk to you after, so I don't know how it was. It was really good. I had a blast. What a beautiful day it was. So we went... We walked around, we went to the exhibit, um, there was another, we did the tour through her exhibit, and then there was another artist that they were showing. I actually posted some pictures on Facebook, because I'm telling you, there was this one room, and they had a new artist in there. I, I wouldn't be able to find the pictures, because it would take forever, but this guy, oh, here it is. Uh, hold on one second, what's this guy's name? That's not it. Come on. His <laughs> artwork was so amazing. His name is Carlo Miranda. And okay. he, he's a Filipino-American uh, who was born in 1988. So he's, he's young. Young, His, yeah. The whole room was, and it wasn't a gigantic room, but there was still, it was one of my favorite rooms. Uh, we stood there literally and had an argument between the two of us of, is that a photograph or is that a painting? And if it's a painting, how in God's name did he get this? He does this technique where it looks like a photograph. It's so realistic looking. The clothing, the jewelry, the way the hair is done. So we literally had to stand there and search the painting until we found one little thing on the painting that you could tell was a paint. It made it a painting. Mm. And, it, and it was a, he's not a photographer. He's a painter. He, he's huh. fabulous. We we're very interested in that. But yeah, we had a really good time. Then we went out to lunch, which was delicious. I was surprised. And we walked through the sculpture garden. Uh, it was. Oh, so was you went really to lunch good. at the museum? You went to the cafe yeah. to have? Mm-hmm. And then okay. we just we we talked about how we both want to go to Spain and Portugal. And mm -hmm. so we we talked about that. She's like, okay, let's do it. I'm like, I can't do anything at, until this trip to Scotland's over and I see if I have any money left. But yeah, I would love to go. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, it would. Yes, and I still would like to go to Italy at some point, but I have to pace myself. So yeah. yeah, other than that, I I really haven't been doing anything. Just been gardening, gardening, gardening. I bought one of those stupid metal box raised beds that you put together. And I swear to God, I've dumped about 30 bags of dirt in there. And I still need more dirt before I can put my flowers in there. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I need to take a second out on my house so that I can um, get oh, dirt. Oh, God. Well, happy Memorial Day to you. Yeah, you too. Thank you. I'm oh, going yeah, to, now go watch um, those murder mystery shows and, you know, I'm going don't worry to. about it. <laughs> I, I, believe it or not, I cleaned my house yesterday or the day before yesterday, which was my least favorite thing to do. But I'm like, I've got to do it. Okay. So that's done. So I can reward myself with doing nothing again. It's awesome. I like it. Yeah, I need to vacuum the house today. But other than that, it's just typical chores, you know, a couple areas. Yeah, I'm and that's sorry. It. Yeah. I have fun at Walmart. Oh, oh yeah, always. Sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. I'll talk to you bye. soon, I hope. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye, honey. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books Podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. And check the show notes for a link to all of our social media.